As I sit here, in this Welcome to another episode of The Real Paul Show, where artists share their heart about their passion for what they do. Take a moment to look over the episode's description to familiarize yourself with available links as they will be mentioned throughout the podcast. And now, here's your host, Paul Weiss. But before we leave, let's do shots at the bar. Shots Hey y'all, and welcome back to The Real Paul Show, or welcome to The Real Paul Show. I am Paul Bice, your host, and I'm here to bring you yet another musician's heart and story behind the music. In this episode, I have now brought on a co-host, a co-host to help move things along a little bit better. My new co-host I met in the lives that he and I both moderate for, and we just really clicked on communicating with each other about music. So I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead. I'm Jeremy Cox. I live in Indiana. You know, Paul approached me about doing these, and I wasn't too sure if I was the right person for it, but I, I really like learning about people and the musicians, and I find more and more that I've got more in common than I thought with them, and I've been using the music recently to help change my mood of the day and really reading the vibrations and the tone and, and how it can change your mindset in a very positive way. Yes, it does, Jeremy. Yes, it does. And that is what we're all about here is the way that music improves our lives. On that note, let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Daryl Anderson of Daryl Anderson Music. He's a part of a band called River's Edge based out of Saskatchewan, Canada. Here we are. Daryl, go ahead and Introduce yourself. My name is Daryl Anderson. I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. Right now, I'm just kind of singing. That's all I'm doing for work. We're pushing music and, you know, we spend a lot of time online. I'm from a little small town of about 700 people. Yeah, that's just what I'm doing. We're rocking and rolling, playing some tunes. Do you have a band or people's instruments that work with you or are you a solo thing right now? Yeah, we started off kind of my first real serious band about six years ago. Started taking it seriously about four years ago, I think. And my band's called River's Edge. So we've been kind of going by River's Edge for the last six years. And that's pretty much what we're doing. Is there a thing behind the name? Like, how'd you come up with River's Edge? Uh, River's Edge, actually. So I started the band with some guys a little up north from me. Going through the town, there's like a big river, kind of lakey-ish kind of thing. So the one spot in it is actually called the River's Edge. So we just named ourselves after the River's Edge based in that hometown so cool what is it about music that drew you into it to to the point of where you wanted to start playing and i mean even like listening whatever whatever inspired you uh pretty this is a pretty easy one. so back home where i'm from like i said a town of about 700 people that's actually called big river we grew up camping a lot of camping a lot of horseback riding we spent a lot of time kind of sitting in the bush around the campfire and there was always a couple of guys that was, they were always just playing music. One day, 
it just dawned on me when I was watching them, these guys bring so much joy to everybody that's listening. Everybody's just dancing and having a good time and happy. I want to try and do that. I was 20 something probably by the time I had that little epiphany. And it was so it was early 20s that I first picked up a guitar and really started trying to learn how to play it. I never sang, never played guitar or anything before that. So I was like a closet guitar player and a little bit of like a closet singer. Like it did, I, like I said, I just started the band six years ago. That's when I first started doing live music. I'm 45 now, so it, that's how long it took. But it's literally because I've seen the amount of joy that it brought. To me. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. When you were younger, was there anything that attracted you before all that? Or was that that sounds like it was the basically the thing, the clincher that brought you in. Before that, though, what uh, did you have any like favorite singers, players, bands? Small town, small town in the country, man. We grew up listening to. You know, Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash. My mom was a big Elvis Presley fan. And her her music taste was kind of all over the map, too. So she was listening to what we call old country now. All sorts of stuff. Buddy Holly, the big bopper, all that stuff we grew up listening to. And it's a lot of that kind of same stuff I listen to now. So my music taste is kind of all over the map. If you've ever been into one of my TikToks, I mean, it goes from country to to pop music, to kind of classic rock, to pretty much anything that people kind of have a good time to. That's pretty much kind of how it all started. So yeah, I listened to all sorts of stuff growing up. You mentioned the difference between classic country and what's out now. What do you feel about the newer country versus the older country? Um, you know, I my music taste is kind of all over the map. So I mean, there is some new country that I like, but there's some that's really pushing the boundaries where I even question whether you would even call it country. So there's a lot of kind of questionable new music out there that definitely makes me kind of scratch my head a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, everybody's everybody's trying to make it work and kind of fit in the times. And I've actually pitched some songs that I kind of thought were country and the person got back to me and said, hey, you know what? I don't think we're going to take you right now. You're a little too country. I'm pitching it as country music. Right. But it was a little it was a little too country for country. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But yeah, it's um, crazy. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, there's definitely some new stuff that makes me scratch my head. But I mean, you know, at the same time, there's songs that new country feel that I'll crank up in my truck. Right. It's all personal preference, I think. But everybody's just trying to make it. So For sure. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost like there's little sub-genres of everything. Now where it's running off, blending the two, but my only link to it is more of a bluesy link. I yeah. found myself listening to a lot of uh, Roots Rock, which is, is more based on the old country slash folk type stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the new stuff, it's hard to pin down <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I'm kind of a fan, if you've seen some of my stuff, I've taken kind of a classic country song and giving it a little bit more modern feel, a little bit more kind of oomph. That's kind of what I like doing. So I still like the classics. I like putting my own little spin on it and kind of trying to make them a little bit more modern, but not hip hoppy. Right. But We're going to take a short break to let you know, the listener, how to become a part of the show. If you'd like to record a question or comment to possibly be aired on a future podcast, 
Just click the message link in the description of this episode or visit the Real Paul Show podcast on Anchor FM. Welcome back from the break. Thank you, Ophelia, for giving us that information. I would also like to add that you can also leave your question or comment as a message when you call 561-342-1761. That number again, 561-342-1761. Or if you prefer, you can just write an email with a question or comment to trps.podcast at gmail.com. And now, back to our interview. What is it that music does for you personally? Yeah, personally, I used to watch awards shows and, you know, the person would like get up there and I'd like to thank, you know, this person. I'd like to thank the fans. And that's what makes it special for me. I always thought that it sounded so cheesy, but after the things that I've done in the last few years, the opportunities I've been given the people I've met, the places I've been, man, I'd have to be that cheesy guy, man, and be, if it honestly wasn't for the people that support me in the way that they do, man, I wouldn't have had any of those opportunities. Right. And people have faith in me. And so I do it because this is going to sound really cheesy, but <laughs> I do it because it, I get so much joy from like giving so much joy. Mm-hmm that it's a good relationship that I have going on. Like I said, I'll sit and sing to people. I was in a guy's life today. He started crying. And it's that stuff, like that kind of effects that I have. It makes me feel good and it makes them feel good. And I get lots of emails and messages from people where I've been an inspiration or I've been such help in their life in dark moments. If I can be any of that to Anybody out there, I'll I'll keep pushing and I'll keep doing it because it's, I mean, it's a good feeling for me. And if it's helping other people, then I'll just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Awesome. What I'm hearing is then that the what music does for you is it forms connections and it's like a community type thing that. Oh, in the way that I'm doing it right now, because we can't do live shows, (laughs) music has brought opportunities and amazing new friends and experiences being on TikTok and all that kind of fun stuff has been such, like you said, such a bonding moment that I'll have lifetime friends. And That's I mean, awesome. it, it, that in that part of it's been absolutely amazing. Cool. Jeremy. I know you mentioned you were doing it full time. So other than like TikTok and stuff, are you able to do online gigs? Uh, we kind of do. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I do TikTok lives, Facebook lives. We can do some live shows, more like private shows. I was out. I did a private party last night. Um, in a couple of weeks, I actually have the first live show that we've done in a long time at a bar in the city here, which is a great live music venue. So a little bit. And, and everybody's we're booking into 2022, the summer of 2022. It seems like things are starting to pick up a little bit. And people are getting a little bit more optimistic and actually starting to book stuff. Nice. On your uh, on your private booking that you're doing soon, it's yeah. actually live. Are you planning on streaming that at the same time? Sometimes I have, yeah. Like I've done some live streaming when I've been doing an actual show. It's a little hard. I think when I'm doing it one-on-one, how kind of how I am with you guys right now, I think people like that better 
when I'm just streaming the live show, I don't know if it goes over as well. But right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the comment interaction isn't there, but if they understand, hey, it's a live show taping. I was just curious. I've seen other people do yeah. that before where they're getting a little bit more out of it, whether they're recording it and then putting it on YouTube or something, but able to use that performance and help sell and spread the music farther. Yeah, yeah oh that. no, 100%, yeah. And then, like I said, and I have done it. I have definitely have done it, but at the same time, with COVID, they haven't really been doing a whole lot of shows. So I haven't even had that much opportunity to be able to stream too much live to the extent, because I still want the quality and stuff to be there, right? So Right, right. So... Where do you see it taking you or or where would you like to see it take you? Um, I feel like we have some pretty good momentum going on right now. So I've gone into everything pretty open-minded. I was just kind of in the States and did a bunch of stuff down there. But I'm kind of at the age where I almost have to do something quick because I'm getting old. <laughs> the age becomes a factor, 100%. But again, everything's kind of open-ended. So I want to see how far I can push it for my own self-gratification. So I don't have to be like, I'm going to stop next month. And then in a year from now, I'm like, well, okay, like, what if, what if I would have kept going? Like, how far would it have taken? So I'm giving myself the opportunity and I'm giving music the opportunity to just kind of drive down that open road and see what happens. I'll just keep giving it my full effort. Maybe once I feel like it's kind of gone as far as it can go. And then I don't have to deal with that kind of what if in the back of my mind you know what, if I want to stop then, then I'll stop. But I don't want to stop too soon and see. But if I could keep pushing and make a living out of it, yeah, it's a great fun job. And it's it's still a lot of work, just like anybody else that's self-employed and pushing a business. If I can make it work and I can sing to people and have a good time and kind of make a living and support my kids and pay my bills, then that's what we'll try and do. Nice. Jeremy? You mentioned you'd come down to the U.S., so have you been traveling a little bit on gigs? Is that what you want to do, to travel around and spread it out, or more of a local thing? Well, I'm in Saskatchewan, and I'm a hometown crowd, 100%, but I feel like there's a cap. You can't make a living doing music here unless you have a whole bunch of irons and a bunch of different fires, just because the population isn't here, right? So in the city that I live in, one of the main cities in Saskatchewan, you can realistically only play Friday and Saturday night. But the city's so small and there's only a couple places to play. So you can't really play every Friday, Saturday night at the same place because then you just become that's ah, just them guys again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep that excitement to have us playing, but lots of the small towns, I mean they just don't have it in the budget to be paying for it. So then you got to kind of hope on like special functions and to kind of keep you going and it's winter up here eight months of the year so you can't have outside parties so you're banking on somebody having an indoor party you're just kind of limited at where i'm feel like i want to be right so you do need to get out and travel then yeah i did just a little promotional tour to the states i was gone for a month played all over the place it was amazing the reception was beyond amazing and I have offers to go back to every place that I played. So it's just a matter of places to stay and budget and all that kind of fun stuff. Because music is like a really expensive game. Where did where did that end up taking you? Which states did you end up playing at? Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Texas. Wow. South Carolina. And I drove all these. So, I mean, I drove through Louisiana, Mississippi, did some sightseeing. I made sure I was 
did some kind of touristy stuff along the way. Uh, I played New Year's in South Carolina and hung out to Nashville for a bit and then went back to Texas and did another show in Texas. Did a few shows in South Dakota and a show in Montana on my way back home. Nice. It's good that you're taking the time to see a couple things while you're there because I've traveled across many states for work before and you know some of it I'm I look back and I'm like man I didn't get to enjoy anything during that trip so it's got to be a little yeah. bit more fuel to you to be able to stop a minute and and see some things when I was down by Mississippi Louisiana I was told to go check out the beaches of Florida so I went to Destin Florida Pensacola sang on the beach in Pensacola in the evening it was amazing sunset behind me so I kind of did stuff like that along the way i mean checked out mount rushmore so i i mean i pushed myself even when i was tired if i was close to something i stopped in and checked it out so that you know it wasn't just all driving and work i did some super cool stuff along the way so nice yeah i mean you got to take that time to kind of recenter yourself too because if you're go 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 it'll wear you out yeah you yeah i mean i was doing 900 kilometers is nine hours from destination to destination so that's a nine hour drive if i drove straight mm -hmm. so i was doing plus i have to stop for gas and eat there was a lot of days where i was on the road for 12 13 14 hours so nice. yeah it was hard it was it was very hard but some of those hours were stopping and checking out some of the scenery too but it just makes for a long day when you're in the car and on the road for that many hours yeah, definitely. If you end up going back down towards Alabama, there's a really beautiful venue called Three Caves down there, and it used to be a rock quarry that they've turned into an amphitheater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went down there yeah. to see a concert last year, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, and you know what? I stopped in when I was in Colorado. I was in Parker, Colorado, and they have built into the Red Rock an amphitheater there. Nice. Not only is it absolutely spectacular visually, but my friend talked me in to walking down to the amphitheater with my guitar. And man, you know what? This could be a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> and I, I pulled out my guitar and you know what? There was people all over the place. And I did a, I don't know how many songs I sang, seven songs in that rock amphitheater. Absolutely amazing. Nice. And people were cheering visually. It was amazing. The sound of it was amazing because it's just just natural reverb from the rocks. And yeah, it was absolutely amazing. It's cool. Yeah. I see stuff like that online and I'm like, man, I wish I was in an area where one of these pop-up concert things yeah. would just happen type of thing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, and it, it was super cool. Like I said, I wasn't going to do it. It took a little talking to uh, get me to do it. But now I, I absolutely am so glad that I did it because, again, the backdrop, like the whole thing was just amazing. The whole because I had my friend video it, too. So I got pictures. I got some video. And again, the audio from it is just stunning. It's just made for some really good memories. Sweet. So did you post that on TikTok? Um, I do have it on my TikTok, I think. Okay. Or my cool. Facebook, one of the two. Recorded with a phone, you can still hear how cool it sounds. Yeah. Everything you hear is just completely all natural, no nothing. Any effects that you hear are literally just from the position where I was standing in the Red Rock. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was very cool. It's now that time for another break to hear from one of our proud supporters, The Shop. 
Are you wanting a haircut, trim, or just a fresh new look in general? Look no further than Deshaun. Located in Lehigh Acres, Florida, their friendly and chill atmosphere makes you feel right at home while getting your favorite hairstyle that suits you. Check them out on Google today, that's D-A-S-H-O-P, for more information and see what they can do for you. The shop is a proud supporter of The Real Paul Show. We now return you to the interview. There's a lot of lives I've been in and I've modded for at least three musicians that I can think of off, off the top of my head right now, two of which I still do. But when I'm modding, the people that come in are always asking the same questions over and over and over again. Some things like, how long have you been playing? How old are you? Just different things that they ask. And I mean, I can almost put it on copy paste just to have it on hand. It's like every other question is that. My question to you is, what are some of the questions that are like that for your fans? They've asked you. A lot of the comments and stuff that I hear are a lot of like Chris Stapleton stuff. I always kind of make jokes. I said, once I start a live or even when I'm doing a live show, I only need to get a couple songs in. And then people are like, ooh, man, do you ever sound like Chris Stapleton? <laughs> so I get a kind of a lot of stuff like that. Right. Other than that, like it's song requests and where are you from? That right. kind of thing. I get a lot of people coming in the odd new person and if i go into somebody else's live and i'm playing just in their box it's usually kind of talked about even by the guy that's hosting so or the person that's hosting do you find specific songs or anything that people tend to request from you a lot oh yeah chris stapleton drake white stuff i get all the time yeah drake white's another comparison that i get but and you know what <laughs> if i'm getting compared to drake white and chris stapleton I am okay with that. I'll take that all day long. I hear you. What about particular songs maybe that they want you to play? I know that a lot of the musicians that that I know, especially guitarists, they say that one of their main requests is Hotel California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good I thought you were going to say Stairway to My top two requests probably are Tennessee Whiskey, and which is a Chris Stapleton song. And making me look good again, which is a Drake White song. So <laughs> that's interesting to me how they request stuff like that because they see that you sound like it, so then they want to hear it. Yeah, and and even Texas has kind of treated me really well. I just made some really good friends. So I don't know if I'm being a little bit biased, but I loved every everywhere that I went. Like I said, I was so blessed in all my stops that I've been. It was absolutely amazing. I just happened to make some really good friends in Texas. They say, like, how I play music or my style of music. They're, like, talking about, like, Red Dirt Country. I don't know what criteria that I meet to be kind of, like, Red Dirt Country. But, hey, man, if I can make Texas happy, I am, again, okay with that. So Right. Texas is where I was born. I was born in Mexico. Oh, was it? Yep. I met some really cool friends in between. Uh, there's a little town called Centerville, um, kind of in between Dallas and Houston. So I have a buddy of mine who was in the... I think she's in the Dallas area. I'm heading back oh, yeah. in a few weeks. Cool. I'll have to let her know that, see if she can make it that way. Is that the only location on your trip back that you're planning? My friends just wanted to make sure that I came back. I'm going to go down there. Last time was kind of what I call work. So I was making sure that I focused on a lot of shows and making sure that 
you know, I did what I was initially intending to do. And it was just kind of bring music to the people. And this time we're going to go down and just have some fun and see what kind of trouble we can get into. So just enjoy Texas kind of for what it is and go exploring. We're going to go check out Austin and Fort Worth. I'll be up in the Dallas area as well. Because I get so many people following from the States, I get a lot of American people following me. And it's like I said, I, and I just absolutely love it because I, I learned so much more from the States and different areas of the States. Texas compared to South Carolina, compared to Florida, compared to Montana, right? Like it's just so much different all over the place. And, and it's been such a great learning experience, which in turn means I had to learn a lot about the temperatures because that's a big topic of conversation, especially this time of year when you're talking about temperatures in Texas or Florida compared to temperatures in Saskatchewan, where I am, where when I was actually on my road trip, it was consistently minus 40. So Celsius versus Fahrenheit kind of cross over at minus 40. So I can say minus 40 and, and Americans were like, oh, that's cold. I had to learn kind of the conversion a little bit where it's pretty close. I know at 32 32 degrees, I'm starting to learn Fahrenheit convergency is not too bad. So. Right, right. I think it's a great time for music, though. I know everything was kind of halted by COVID. And, and for yeah. one, up until some of the TikTok stuff and live performances, they were trying to sell tickets for live performances. And I wasn't on board with it. I ignored it because I feed off that energy coming off the stage. You know, it makes me come alive. And yeah. I, I think it's a great time starting to fill that void with your performances and stuff. People are hungry for it, man. It's something that brings everybody together. It's kind of got me wondering now, since you mentioned that in Saskatchewan, you did a lot of just, you know, out in nature and you're connected and kind of doing it that way. I almost wonder if that has an effect on the creative process, if that's why more of it might seem to be coming from places where they're more connected with nature. And you can go out when there's the stresses of life and you need a break, things that people write songs about. Like here, I could hop in my truck and in 10 minutes be in the bush where you just kind of get that peace and quiet. Or Like the city that I'm in, I live not too far from the river. There's a big river that cuts the city in half. And I can, in two minutes, I can be down by the river just walking the paths just to kind of clear my head a little bit. You don't get so pent up, I don't think. And that's kind of why I like being where I'm at. Again, no matter how stressed I can get, if I just need a little bit of a mental break, I can be two minutes away from walking a path just to kind of clear my head. And, you know, where you get the opportunity to kind of calm down or write lyrics or think of songs, music stuff. I think people are starting to crave it more and more. You know, I think people are kind of settling in to the fact that COVID is not really going anywhere. And... Now that that's kind of like not taking up so much space in their brain, I think they're starting to realize, okay, you know what, man, I got to get out of this house. I got to do something. I used to go to live shows. I want to see a live show again. I just want some music because music does connect people 100%. Again, me doing what I'm doing. Like I said, I've made some amazing American friends and some amazing Canadian friends. And I got people I talked to in Australia and the UK and without the music part of it, I would have never had any of that. But now, especially locally when I'm playing, like I actually have a live show in a couple of weeks in town here and people are super excited. Like they're planning, they're planning birthdays and they're, oh, holy crap, I need to get out of the, 
get out of the house. Let's, you know, gather up some friends and get going. So everybody's getting pretty excited. So That's cool. Nice. Do you have any uh, musicians in your family or in your circle of friends? <laughs> Back home, there was like a surge of people that kind of learned how to, started learning how to play guitar and sing. My dad passed away in 95. I found out I had a, my real dad is out there somewhere, but he's a musician as well. You know, he plays bass, he plays guitar, um, he sings, he plays fiddle. So, I mean, he's definitely musical. Um, my little brother picked up a guitar. He started learning how to play guitar. He started his own band. They were doing very well. You know, and I found out I had a half brother and he's a guitar player, singer. He was on the radio doing all sorts of stuff. There's so much of it around me that I got to the point. I think, well, okay, well, I better learn how to play guitars. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm around so much, like even, again, just my family and friends, everybody, like you pretty much throw a guitar in the truck and, and that's just what you do. Yeah, no, it's good. My uncle is famous for playing the spoons and playing the bottles. I can't show you how he plays the bottles, but he's just kind of becomes like a rhythm section and he just kind of rubs two bottles together. It's crazy. He had one video that did so crazy good. And like I said, he's just rubbing two beer bottles together. And it just goes click, 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 click. It's so crazy to watch. I've never seen anybody do it except his son tries, but he does it so flawlessly and so good and so on time. It's he's the only person I know that does it like that. It's crazy. That's how our family gatherings have been uh, for the longest time. Multiple guitars, multiple singers, playing spoons, throw some fiddle in there. And I mean, that's how we did things all growing up. So. It was, it was definitely live music and singing around a fire and singing around house parties. That's what I grew up around. That's awesome. I love the unique instrument sounds and different things you wouldn't think of. That's uh, that's actually, I have a real widespread range of music I listen to. It might be electric, the electric cello from Alenka. It might be some slight heavy metal. You know, nobody knows what they're going to encompass when they come into my office. <laughs> But uh, one of the things I really liked about like some of the Billie Eilish, most of the Billie Eilish songs are yeah. they do that. Her brother takes, you know, sounds as if matches lighting and a knife coming out of a sheath and they put that as a backdrop and build on it. It amazes me all these unique sounds and things that you hear all day that you don't really think of as musically. But all of a sudden they put it in that context. and It's like, wow, it can be an amazing add to the roundness of that music. And there is a band back home. And to this day, I still say. They're my all-time favorite band. And they've put out multiple CDs. I think, you know, just some things in life just got in the way of what they were doing. And I think they could have been bigger. And I think, and, and you know, and that's just my opinion. And maybe they're happy kind of where they're at. But I play some of their stuff and I try and carry it on because I think the world needs to see and hear more of their stuff but they did kind of the same thing one of their songs you'll hear a toilet flushing and for some weird reason it just works like it just makes it works with the song huh. and and all this stuff is just kind of a little bit different you know it's like folky like upbeat folky kind of fun music do you do only covers uh no i got original music and stuff but i do covers just because covers are fun i do have originals um, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, and all those kind of music platforms. I just released my first single in July, my second single in October. Um, because of COVID, I'm kind of behind a little bit, but I got my third release coming out March 11th. So that one's on its way out. 
And so, yeah, def definitely doing covers, definitely doing some originals. I post everything everywhere and everything's Daryl Anderson music. So whether you're on Instagram or TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everything's Daryl Anderson music. But yeah, we got some more originals and stuff coming out. And I just got my website going, which is, again is DarylAndersonMusic.com. I started my own Shopify store, which is, again, it's just Daryl Anderson Music on Shopify, too. So we're getting, trying to get everything uniform so it's easy to find me. Like, watching your brand build is just exciting to do. Yeah, for sure. You have a link tree or something, right? Yeah, I have a link tree. It has all my stuff in my link tree. Yeah, yeah once you start getting so much stuff kind of going, you pretty much have to have, like, a link tree or something similar. Is there anything else that you can think of, Daryl, that you would want to have on the podcast uh you know what i think anybody that's listening or you know anybody that does check out the link tree or, or checks any of my stuff out or anybody follows me or any of that i would I'll just say thanks in advance and be able like i said i've been given the opportunities i feel like I've, I've done more exciting stuff in my life in the last few years than you know i have leading up to it and that's like even talking to you guys which again is i appreciate because it's a different avenue different people different followers and you know what whether it's one or 100 or 1000 it's getting out there it's it's all a help i again the opportunities i've had make me so appreciative of the fact that i get to do kind of what i'm doing now because of things like this because of shows like this and because of my followers and you know all the people that support me again these opportunities come up and it's been great so just getting out there is my thing so if anybody does follow up and checks any of my stuff out thank you for following and checking it out tell a friend tell a friend that's all it takes <laughs> it's that time again for a quick break. I just want to put a little plug in here about the hard work and effort that's put into putting these podcasts together. And I so appreciate you listening to these podcasts. That helps. Another thing that would help is if you would rate the podcast or like the podcast, depending on what platform you're using. That helps me out a lot. And if you would like to make a monthly contribution of $1, 5 or $10, you can set that up right here. So here is Ophelia to fill you in on the details. If you enjoyed what you heard here, please consider supporting the podcast with a monthly contribution. To contribute, just click the link in the description of this episode or visit The Real Paw Show on Anchor FM. We now return you to the interview. I'm not in much social media, but it got me wondering if TikTok or something else has like uh, where you can take a, a questionnaire list. Like if you could pull everybody to see where they're from and see where your larger clusters are of, of people that are already following you kind of thing would be pretty cool. Yeah, they have. I think they have analytics on some of their stuff. I, I just kind of I just keep pushing and doing what I'm doing. I haven't had like a video just blow up and, you know, get thousands and thousands of followers, like some people over like a, some crazy video. But I also know the people that do follow me are pretty hardcore fans. And I actually had this one music guy that's kind of in the music industry. He said, are your fans all natural fans? I'm like, I didn't really get what he was saying, but he, he said, did you buy your number? <laughs> I'm like, no, because you can. I found out you can buy numbers and kind of cushion yeah. your numbers. But 
I, I said, you know what? The people that follow me, they're hardcore. They're genuine. They're genuine people that I could message that have had sat in my lives and watched me sing. So I know my people are good. If you had a chance to tell a new musician who may be getting discouraged because playing a little while but not long enough and they're not seeing anything happen right away what would be your word of advice to that musician i just had this conversation with an actor actually when i was on my trip into the states i said you know what you're going into an industry you're putting yourself out there you got to be prepared for any repercussions because there's some not nice people out there that are just going to bash you just for their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to start putting yourself out there, you got to be strong enough and not let the comments bother you. Mm-hmm. But if you're posting on TikTok and your numbers aren't doing as good as maybe you want them to, again, you got to be doing it like for yourself and you're not necessarily going to post a video when all of a sudden you have 10,000 followers. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to believe in the product that you're putting out. And you got to be real with yourself. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to just entertain some people just for the fun of it? Then okay. Are you trying to like get famous doing it? I'm happy with what I'm doing. I have a pretty kind of, you know, open highway that I'm kind of going on where, you know, if something happens, something happens. If something doesn't happen, I don't have hurt feeling, but stuff takes time. You got, you got to be persistent. Music is a real tough one because people don't have the attention span. So you got to, you got to be consistent. You got to be, you know, on the ball doing stuff all the time. So you, it all depends on what you're trying to do right now. I'm trying to get to as many people as possible. I'm on TikTok all the time on social media all the time. So you got to kind of pick, what do I want to do? Even no matter what every level. You got to stay relevant and you got to stay consistent and don't get discouraged because sometimes your numbers aren't going to jump up as quick or fast as you want them to. I'm like, man, I'm like posting these videos and my numbers just like one or two followers. And I've threatened to quit TikTok a whole bunch of times. And then all of a sudden I just kept posting and posting and kept posting and just staying consistent and, and learned to do it just for me. It keeps my voice kind of exercised and it gives me new music to learn. And I went from a hundred and, you know, to a few thousand and then to 10,000. I was all so excited to get to 10,000 because it was such a fight to get there. And then all of a sudden, you know, in a few months I was at 20,000. So consistency and just being happy with yourself on what you're doing, I think is kind of the big thing. Like just do it for you. Everything else should fall into place. And, you know, don't be out looking for everybody else's approval because the internet is kind of a crazy place. So, I mean, if you're expecting 100% positive reinforcement, by all means, you're not going to get it. That's uh, that's good advice. It's what I hear from a lot of the musicians. It's like, stop looking at the number. You don't want to forget why you started this. You started this for you because you enjoy it. And... What I've come to understand for me is whenever I put my stuff out there and I don't see a lot of action going on, okay, well, the right people group haven't heard this yet. Yeah. But you know what? If somebody sees it, whether you get two new followers, 10 new followers, 20 new followers, or you get 10 comments from, you know, 10 different people, that's still 10 more people that you reached that you wouldn't have if you would have just sat there and did nothing. Right. Yeah. 
it always isn't about like big, big numbers. It's just slowly building and building a good kind of foundation on what you're doing. So you're always reaching more people than you would have not doing anything. Thank you, Daryl, for being on the show. Appreciate 100%. it. It was nice meeting you. Nice meeting you, Jeremy. Nice meeting you, Paul. And you uh, we'll chat again, I'm sure. This week on Focus is, once again, Natalie Miranda's new release, Is This Love, coming out tomorrow. So hurry up and pre-save your copy today on Spotify. If you click the link that's in the description of this podcast, you can find her her release on multiple music platforms. So let's listen as Natalie tells us a little bit about her song while it plays in the background. Hi, I'm Natalie Miranda and my new single Is This Love is out on the 11th of February. It's an 80s inspired pop track. I absolutely love the music from the 80s and I really wanted to pay tribute to the amazing music and the amazing sounds that came out during that decade. My song is happy, upbeat, and it's about having fun. It's about that teenage love that you're never really sure if it really is love. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Real Paul Show. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And remember, do what you love with no regrets.